Right at it. Right at it. Oh, he's found it again. Just as he did at the John Deere for his first win. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Go Get That Podcast. This is a good week. Uh, coming off a big win in the Ryder Cup for this only the second time in the last seven Ryder Cups, which is crazy to think. Um, this is our second time in a row winning it on home soil, which is also good. We got to win one. We got to win one overseas. So definitely looking forward to 2023 in Rome. Um, we'll be going over everything that really happened. I mean, there's a lot to break down. Um, and I think we can start off with me saying that, that I can – fully accept my L um, in the predictions. Um, Europe stood no chance this week. They were never going to win that. Um, and I don't know really what I was thinking after looking at, at that talent gap, but um, it is what it is. But I also, I want to, I, I think there's another L that we have to bring up on Jordan's part. Um, Bryson DeChambeau is who, what, who Jordan said had a 0% chance of winning this week. He's doing pretty darn well right now, um, which is kind of unexpected. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but um, well, first off, he's doing well in his group. Yeah, but That's, I mean, I mean, he 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 is doing very good in his own group, but he's still not winning anything because that Kyle Berkshire guy is just he hit one. I think four fifty five today. I think Bryce I is topping out in the four. 10, for 12, I think. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I, I don't I don't know much about long drives. So. I understand after getting the Ryder Cup prediction wrong that you wanted to uh, let me hear it about the long drive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bob's Even just trying to distract you from the Ryder Cup prediction. <laughs> good for well, yeah. Bryson. Um, yeah. I, I predicted him to have a good Ryder Cup. And he did. Well. He did. Um, the Him driving the first green on Sunday was, was honestly one of the best moments of the tournament, in my opinion. Absolutely. So good for him. He's good for golf. Yeah. Well, yeah, you yeah, can... Bryson Bryson was electric this week. Absolutely uh, electric. We'll get to the we'll get to the rankings at some point yeah. for the US side. Yeah. Um he's pretty uh, high up there for me. Yeah. So well, I'm I think to break that down. I mean, speaking of Bryson, I think we can just start off right there about how this team came together and really showed up. I mean, a quote from Steve Stricker was even Brooks and Bryson wanted to play together, which just showed how much they were a team. And I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I know we on this podcast didn't really, we thought it was not going to be pretty, but Steve Stricker, I will give him credit and I will, I'll, I'll, I'm going to take a little credit away from him later in the show, but I will say I'll give him credit. He really did a good job of making this a team, um, which you didn't really see. I mean, DJ and, Brooks had beef before, and Brooks and Bryson obviously. Um, he did a good job of. I mean, I. I mean, I don't think Reed would have hurt us, but I definitely think going with that play of of making it a locker room thing um, was the right one um, because obviously it paid off. So, well yeah, I thought the pairings were really good all week. To be yeah. honest, it was shocking. Sure. Yeah. Um, but everybody seemed to get along pretty well. Um, and they all bought in, right? I mean, the Ryder yeah. Cup is becoming yeah. this week, I think, proved that the Ryder Cup is now more meaningful to the guys on the US side, which is 
awesome to see because when they're motivated and ready to go, um, they're a tough team to beat. So hopefully they can to go uh, do it in Europe in a couple of years. But for now, yeah. um, they can celebrate because that was a, that was a dominating performance. Yeah. Yeah. As you said, um, in a couple of years, that's the key. It's a lot easier to win on home soil than it is across the pond. Since the three of us have been alive, we haven't won in Europe. So we'll see in two years. Um, I think that'll be the telltale sign. And the European team can look a lot different in two years than it did this um, at Whistling Straits last week. So we'll just, we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, it's just another thing I want to go into, especially is just uh, the emotion that's left out on the course. I mean, this event, in my opinion, is the best one in golf. Um, nothing really. It, it's really tough to compete with Master Sunday, but I think this is right up. I think this is this is better. I think this is better than the Masters. I mean, unless your player's winning, I mean, this event just as we're as someone said about Rory, I mean it's an event that makes grown men cry which is ridiculous because I mean they're playing for country they're playing for more than just themselves which is something that you don't see in golf ever because it's not a team sport um and I I, I don't know I, I kind of want to ask what do you think makes it so I mean other than the fact that they're just playing for country I mean do you, I th I personally think it's the fact that it's the only time really where they're playing for something bigger than just themselves, which is something that you just don't see in the sport. Yeah, I think uh, Kyle Porter uh, from CBS wrote a really good piece about about Rory and stuff like that. So if you haven't read it, go check it out. But um, I think there's something about playing on a team and building those relationships with those guys, um, like. Some of my best memories are are from team sports in high school, and I have a lot of really close friends from those teams still to this day. So, um, it's really it's really more about the memories, even even if it is an exhibition. Um, and like you said, Bob, playing for something bigger than yourself. You know, yeah. you're playing for Europe or you're playing for the USA, but you're also playing for the guys around you. Um, so it was really cool to see especially Rory because he's such a big face be as yeah, that was pretty, um, pretty cool. emotional as he was about it. Uh, it's cool. And it, it adds yeah. certainly makes others feel like this is an event that um, is worth watching and, and something to get excited for in the future. Yeah. yeah I think Dan's spot on, honestly, it's, it's just the team thing. I mean, these guys are all friends on the American team. You got the guys in Florida, you got the guys in Texas. I mean, they see each other at their home courses like every single day, but it's the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup. They play two events as a team. Every other week on the PGA Tour, they're playing against one another. So yeah. the ability in these cups to be able to come together and actually play as a team, it means a lot to these guys, as we yeah, could absolutely. tell by the, I mean, just the pouring out of emotion. I mean, look at the European guys. Look at Poulter. Look at Westwood. I mean, these guys are in tears because this might be their last one. So... Yeah. And so Jordan, what what you you want to talk about how a lot of the team a lot of the pre, like pre-rider cup things about how the team was in shambles, there was a lot of locker room issues. You said that, that was blown over or overblown. Well, why 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 do you think that? They're grown men at the end of the day. Um Yeah. 
So you can say Brooks and Bryson dislike each other. They might still dislike each other yeah. after the Ryder Cup for all we know, and it was all for TV, the hugging and everything. They might still dislike each other, but at the end of the day, they're grown men. They're they're both trying to win the Ryder Cup, as yeah. we saw Brooks and Bryson. Yeah, play. they want the same thing. Exactly. They both played some pretty good golf at Whistling Straits. I mean, they can come together as a team, as Brooks said, yeah. put things away yeah. in order – for the best interest of the team. And as we saw, they did that. So yeah. I, I just think they're grown men. It's, it's yeah. they can get over it. Yeah. I, I don't even think um, personally, I, I do think that it was nice seeing Brooks and Bryson hug out. I mean, they were obviously drunk, so who knows how much that was legit. I don't think that they're completely, um, I don't think they love each other by any means, oh. but I think um, as you said, famous quote, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I mean, that they were both trying to beat the same person or both the same team. So right. at the end, end of the day, their goal is the same and it, that's their job. And yeah, again, they're grown men. They can put it aside for a week. And I think right. they did a good I also, job. That. Yeah. I think some of the stuff beforehand too was um, a lot of the like possible tension came from assuming not maybe not assuming Patrick Reed would be there but kind of like thinking that Reed could be there and Brooks Bryson yeah. is this big thing that they haven't talked about Brooks has made these comments right everything seems a little chaotic but then you know Spieth talked about this about how everybody has known each other since like they've been like 12 or 13 really um with the exception of like DJ because he's older than most of them but like they're all, they're all really, it's, it's obvious that they're all really comfortable with each other. And that's what makes a really great team. And Strick did a really great job of just letting them be themselves because yeah. there's a lot of majors on this team. And so obviously they know how to play with some really good golf. So he's just like, I'm just going to let them do what they do. And um, they, they came together really nicely this week as a team. Yeah. yeah go ahead, go. Bob. Well, I was going to say, I think we can, that is where I really want to give Stricker the most credit. Stricker, this was a style of captaining that we that I really haven't seen or known to have happened before, where Stricker basically said, it's very tough to get you guys to get a new routine for just one week. So we're going to try and keep it the same as any other week and then just come together and play for the same pause when it comes to playing golf. And I think that, and I think that there's a lot to be commended about that. And I think that that played a big part in how big they won because they felt really comfortable. I mean, as Steve Stricker said in the post round presser about how Brooks Kepka didn't have to go to a team meeting, he could take a nap. Bryson DeChambeau could go to the range after the after the round, which is just something that it's their routine. And these guys have a routine every week, and to be, to be able to replicate that as much as possible usually results in, in success. And I want to commend them for that. Um, at the same time, I personally believe that this was, and I think most people agree with me, this is the best golf team ever assembled, Ryder Cup, anything. I think you could pick 12 other players in the world, no matter the country, and they would not be this team. Um, they were that good. And the stats would agree with you. Yeah. I mean, they were that good. And to that point, I want to say, I'm not trying to take away from the fact what Steve Stricker did, but the people saying that Steve Stricker is the re I think you give any captain, this any team, this team, any captain, I think they won the Ryder cup. 
So as much as I do give Steve Stricker credit for doing what he did, I think the comments about he he needing to come back in 2023 because this was um because we finally figured something out that worked. I don't think that's I don't think that's the point. I think Steve Stricker did a good job of taking care of business when he needed to, but he was not the sole reason why they won this cup. They were just the better team and it wasn't close. Oh, that's that's completely fair. I mean, this team is just stacked. I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I was very happy with the captain's picks. The only one I was on the fence about was Berger. I was happy with five of the six. And if I'm happy with five of the six, that tells you they were just easy picks to make. Um, The team, they had the highest official world golf ranking average of any team in history. They they were stacked. Um, On Stricker's note, the one thing I just wanted to make a comment about was, I know you don't want him back in 23. I think that's fair about trying other people. Um, having him back just because they think he was the reason they won the cup. I understand that. But I think one of the things the Ryder Cup teams have wrong in the past is having a new captain every cup. Um, I know in the President's Cup, they have, they'll have a captain, be a captain on three straight teams. They'll captain three straight teams. Yeah. I think part of the Especially problem... Especially on the international with, side. Exactly. I think one of the problems with the U.S. is they go captain to captain to different captain. There's no consistency. I don't know if that would be the reason we'd win more, but I always found that weird. Like, I know you're anti-Stricker in 23, but I'm thinking he's won a President's Cup. He's won a Ryder Cup now. Why not give him another go? I'm not even anti-Stricker 2023. I think that that would be something I'd be open to, having three straight captains. I'm just saying the people saying that you we have to bring Stricker back because that's the only way we're going to win. I don't agree with that. I think that, especially considering, even though it's overseas, if we have the same exact team in 2023, add two years to their life, who knows what they're going to be. But like, I can't really see a European team that's going to beat us. Mm. It's on foreign soil, but I mean, you'll have to see some serious regression on our side, skill-wise, for them to really have much of a shot. I mean, it's... It's not looking good for them. If yeah. they if we played at our full capabilities, they're not we're not gonna lose in Europe. I don't no. think so. No. Yeah. That being said though, like two years is a long time. It right? is that's true. Like two I, years ago, yeah. English was not English, Scheffler was not he was not gonna beat Ram on Sunday. Morikawa was, was in not college. A, yeah, he was not a two-time major champion, three oh and one in the Ryder Cup. Like Europe, I think Europe will find some dudes. And they yeah. they will be ready to play because it's on home soil, right? Like we, yeah. the U.S. had a really young team this year, but it helped being in Whistling Straits in a, in you know with the fans supporting them. And Europe could have four, five, six rookies in twenty twenty three, and they could, you know, maybe do the same thing, right? Like that's I think the the it's hard to project two years into the future, but certainly yeah. right now the U.S. seems to have their group of I'd say probably 11 guys that I think will be there in 2023. Who's um, the one you don't have there? Maybe, maybe 10. I have, so English and Berger, I think are the guys that like, like they're kind of in the future. I see them being as fringe rider cup, rider cuppers. And if there's like another young, um, 
U.S. guy that makes a makes a big move these next two years. I could see them going with that. Although wow. experience does play in Europe, and obviously Patrick Reed will want to be back on this team. Yeah. Um, Horschel, already Kodrak, said his, like yeah. there's going to be people that'll yeah uh, make a push for the team in in 2023. But I think I, they've got their their core. Um, I want to disagree with you on a take about Harris English. Um, I don't think he had the best week this week. I think a little bit was overblown um, because as whatever you want to say about his record, I think you need to take, I'm not saying he didn't care. I think you have to take the singles match very lightly. I mean, the cup was over and he was like this third to last match and he wasn't playing for something like Spieth was where like Spieth really wanted to get that chip off his shoulder with the no singles wins. Harris English was just his first cup. They just won the Ryder Cup when he was on like the 13th hole. He was winning at that point. And he kind of let it get away from him at the end. And he put in the water on 18. You can say what you want, but I think he is a future, like low key stud. I think that he is going to win. A f- I think he's going to win a major in the, in the future. I think he's just, he's oh. always. He's always in contention. And I don't say that very often because I do think that people, you say that people are going to win majors way too often. I think that people are like, yeah, I think Xander's going to get three. I think Morikawa's going to get to like four or five. I mean, that right there is two years worth of majors right there. And I think they really overuse it. But I do think Harris English is going to win a major, not only because of the fact that he's ice and he's very mentally in it, um, but He's always there, especially in U.S. Opens. I mean, he's always in contention, and we really start to see it this year. He wasn't a big name at all, but he consistently was top 10 in the world over the last – since the U.S. Open um, last year. Like, not this year, last year at, at Wingfoot. And he's just low-key been very, very solid, and eventually he's going to catch fire because as I saw him at the Travelers, I mean, that guy, that guy makes putts when he needs to. I mean, he made a 30-footer on the 18th hole – to force the playoff. I mean, that's, I mean, he's not the greatest golfer in the world. And I think there are going to be a lot of people that are better golfers than that will, that will win less majors. But I do think he'll win a major just because of the fact that he's always right there. He's consistent. He's solid. And he's going to find a week where he gets the job done. So I do think he'll be in future Ryder Cups. Berger, I agree with you on that one, but. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit English's play this year because he's yeah. been phenomenal. Yeah. I just think, um, that it's it's really hard to win tour events, right? Like it, it yeah. just in general it is. And he won two. Yeah. Probably should have had three at the WGC yeah. um at Memphis. Yeah. Um I could I could see him winning a major for sure and that would bump him up into the yeah. um Ryder Cup rankings and on the team for sure at that point. But um the thing about English and Berger and why I kind of lumped them together is because they don't have that. I feel like their name brand isn't quite as big. I agree. Like, as at, yeah, like they don't yet. Have name. Um, and they, you know, if they win a major, they, they'll have that name brand. But the rest of the guys either have a major or. Scheffler made his name brand this weekend. Right. I exactly. Yeah. That. Like Scotty Scheffler will be, unless, you know, he has a 2019 Spieth, you know, run will probably be on the next Ryder Cup team. Um, 
another Xander's always around yeah. in majors. Canley needs to show up in majors, but yeah, I feel like at some point he's he'll make enough putts one week to win because he just makes everything. And I I, f- I fully believe that this week, considering he has never won, this week was probably Scotty Scheffler's biggest win of his life. I mean, For sure. just that one match was bigger yep. than any tournament he's won before. He's because he's never won on the PJ Tour, but that single-handedly made a name brand for him. I mean, he beat the number one player in the world handily. I mean, it's what, I mean, Rom kind of made a name for himself by beating Tiger and he wasn't even the best player, but like if you catch the right guy and you catch fire and you beat them, I mean, you make a name for yourself. Yeah. gives you a lot of confidence too. Just a little plug in our, in our group chat with the three of us. I did say that Scotty would give Rom a fight in that singles match. Yeah. And I maybe didn't didn't think he'd win, but I knew Scotty's a fighter. He's a fighter. He's, he's he's good. He's He's good in match. I mean, what he he burned the first four holes in that match. Yeah. 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 Nah, whistling straights was awesome. Yeah, like a, great it was, you could you could birdie pretty much every hole if you hit two really good shots yeah. or one or whatever. But at the same time, like you could make a, a five or yeah, kind of like kind of like we were talking about on the on the live pod. Uh, what Jet was saying was, I love how the misses were around the greens. Where like you could have a slight overdraw and you'd be like 30 feet below the green. Yeah. Like you can cool. get away with misses off the tee as long as they're in the right spots. But because the first and second cuts weren't that tall. It's when you get into the fescue in the, in the lower areas. But I mean, if you miss any of those greens to mostly the left, you're in big trouble. I mean, there's a chance you, you're going to have no shot to get up and down, which I think is really Unless cool. if you're Jordan Spieth left at 17. Unless if you're Jordan Spieth left 17. But we, that's, we've become accustomed to that. Um, <laughs> Didn't get the down part, yeah. though. Thanks, yeah. JT. Yeah, yeah thanks, JT. JT. Uh, another thing I want to say about uh, future players, I feel like a lot of it, again, is unknown because of the fact that, I mean, look at what happened to Jordan Spieth in two years. Jordan Spieth in two years went from a dominant player to... 60th ranked in the world approximately and then another two years later became is right back there on 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 top of leaderboards i mean anything could happen in two years we could see more cow on the team in two years i mean who knows um uh but obviously that's not what we want because i love more cow but yeah I we mean, love colin no he yeah. was a stud this week too yeah um do we want to go into who are who do we have as the best and worst players? We can even go into the list right now. Um, I can, I know, yeah, we can go ahead and do that. I'll go first. All. Do you want to start with let's start with Europe? Because I don't think anyone has European rankings. Um I don't. Uh yeah, I don't either. Uh, but I just want to talk about I think um obviously Ron was the best. I think Sergio had a great week, even though he was carried in a few matches. But again, at that age, to be able to contribute how he did was pretty impressive. Um who else? I had someone else in my mind that I thought a good Lowry had a great week. I should have played most good for him. Lowry had Lowry had two pretty bad losses, but one of them was one of them he kind of he, he caught a hot Patrick Cantley, and the other one he played with Roy McElroy. So I mean, what are you gonna do? He also that was a pretty cool similar to Scheffler. He had like a moment, you know. Exactly. People are that, like, yeah. there's Shane Lowry right there, and he's already Did got you guys a see the too, picture so. of his dad celebrating behind that putt. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. Cool. Yeah, I mean, Lowry, say what you want. Um, 
I've never thought he's the greatest golfer in the world. I think that he was kind of, I, I never really thought of him as a great golfer. I thought that he was like kind of a, I mean, kind of a one week wonder when he won it port rush, but I like the guy. I'm a fan, especially from, as from Irish descent. I mean, you could just tell he's a nice guy and he just, he's got passion. Um, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. It's tough to root for him in Ryder cup week, but on not on non Ryder cup weeks. I think the most um, unfortunate thing about Lowry is he didn't get down on 17 to go play that shot out of the crap down there. Yeah. Yeah. It did. I mean, there was, the there was some booze. There was some hilarious. booze. There was some booze. Um, uh, but yeah, we can go into the um, list. Yeah, you can go first, George. I will get us started. I have a feeling most of our list at least similar, but so I got DJ first, which I think we're probably all universal yep. on. Yep. Oh. Um, Morikawa second, yep. Cantley three, Bryson four, Xander five, Scotty six, JT seven, Brooks eight, uh, Tony nine, Berger ten, Spieth eleven, Harris twelve. Yeah, Dan, you can go. I have uh, I have DJ one. That's you know pretty obvious. Five and zero. Oh. Um, I have Cantlay ahead of Morikawa only because, um, I guess partly because he won his singles match, um, pretty convincingly too. And he was, I mean, Morikawa was good, but I thought, um, like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Morikawa was awesome this week, but I thought Cantlay was really cool as well. Um, and Morikawa played with DJ, so it's a little tough to like, like they were unbeatable. But um, I thought Cantley kind of not carried Xander, but he he was the better of the two. Uh, then I have Scotty four, just because he 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 beat John Rahm pretty good on Sunday, and that was pretty awesome. Um, Bryson five because he's perfect for home Ryder Cups. We'll see how he does in Europe. That might kind of go south. But uh, then I have Brooks six, and this might. Um, this is a little bit of like, I had pretty low expectations for Brooks this Brooks this week, yeah, and he he actually played really yeah. well. He had to play with Jordan too, so he did a he did a good job of not being a problem, which you know shouldn't give you bonus points, but for Brooks Kepka this week for me it gave him some bonus points. I have Xander seven because I felt like Rory kind of he didn't play that great, and then he kind of beat him on Sunday. Um, and Xander was good. He was fine this week, um, but he's not the most electric guy. So it's tough to like me like, oh man, Xander was, was on fire out there and he was super fun to watch this week. Um, JT eight, he was good. I mean, <laughs> not much more to say about that. He brought the fire. Yeah. Uh, Berger nine, he paired well with Brooks. He was pretty shaky in their second match together. Yeah. Um, and he kind of got lucky in his singles, I guess. Fitzpatrick yeah. kind of gave it to him down the stretch, but he was really solid this week. And then I have Spieth, uh, 10, and then Finau, and then English. Yeah. Well, so I did my list a little bit differently. I didn't really do it based on how I thought he, people played because in the end, in the Ryder Cup, that's not that important um, because – it's how much so I kind of did it more of a how much they contributed and slash how like 
how how well they stood up to their expectations. Because again, I mean, could you replace some people with other people and have got them got the same points? Kind of like situation so i did i had dj one and then morikawa two those two were legendary all week and even even that final who who do you who do you tie in this in uh singles morikawa hobland hobland i mean they went back and forth all day i mean it's not like morikawa played bad yeah, that was um, a fun match it was a good match it was a good match um i'm gonna go with number three at xander shoffley and my reason for this is because as much as he had a bad singles, he was really, really good in the team play. I mean, he carried Patrick Cantley that first match. That second match, him and Dustin, I mean, I guess Dustin kind of did some heavy lifting there. But, I mean, Xander still was deadly. He was making a lot of putts all week. Um, and, he, I mean, he just played really well in the team play. And I think in the end, that says a lot, um, being a rookie – uh, I get he I get he had some jitters, especially that missed putt on one on the singles, but that's why I'm there. Four, I have Scotty. Um, Scotty's win against Rom, I feel like, was more contributory than just that one point. I think for the players to look up there on Sunday and see the number one in the world losing big, that was kind of their like, all right, not not really. This is over, but. Let's kind of take it to him. I mean, th- this is our sign that we don't longer really have to worry about getting the 14 and a half. Let's, let's get him further than that. I think that just said a lot about where they were. I think that just gave him a lot of motivation because of, I mean, and not to mention Scotty played very well in the team play as well. I mean, I, what was his record? I have it right here. Um, 2-0-1. He didn't lose. Yeah. yeah, He didn't lose. And that, and that tie was, again, not a bad tie at all. Number five, I have Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, what a great week for Bryson. I mean, he tied that first one, but after that, I mean, he's the one player that I feel like shouldn't have played more, that played well and only played two. Um, Bryson's not meant for foursomes. I think it was smart to play him in the four ball, both four balls and ju- and then the singles. I think that was the right play, and it worked out. I mean, he didn't lose, and it just it worked out really well. Um, six, I have Patrick Cantley. I get a lot of people think that he played really well, and I agree with that, especially in the singles. But in team play, he did kind of get lift. I mean, he got some major help from Justin Thomas in that second match. And, and even Friday was not his best day, even though they won handily, even though they won handily in the first one and tied the second one. Um, Cantley, Cantley's partners helped him out that first day. So I, I, I'm not really going to contribute mu- much of that those two wins to him or I think the second one was a tie but um seven I have Justin Thomas say what you want about say what you want about how he was putting he contributed a lot to this team I mean he hit good shots when he needed to I get that first day but the first day is not as important as ladder and when it came down the stretch he he showed up especially that those two eagles for not only Saturday morning but Friday night um, that, those are some clutch shots. Um, and he really helped get speed to the finish line, especially since speed kind of struggled down to the last, even though they both hit, they both played really well. in that Saturday thing, I think, I don't think JT carried him by any means, but speed kind of fell off at the end. Um, so yeah, I have JT is seven. Eight, I have Brooks Kepka. Um, 
Brooks is kind of a his record again. Jordan Spieth, I think, is a single-handed reason they lost um, that that second match. I think Brooks Kepa played really well um, and on the back nine there. Um, so yeah, I have him there. Uh, nine, I have Tony Fee now. Again, the singles match loss was not great, especially since that one was a little earlier. It was the Poulter, but that first win was that first win was big. I mean, they won pretty handily, and I'm and I'm going to give credit. I mean, Finau played better than English, but English also contributed to that. Um, even though they didn't take his score much, he made a lot of clutch pars when they needed them to. And I just I think I think Finau played really well this week. I think. As much as the record didn't really show it, um, he didn't have the hottest day Saturday, but um, it, it was a good week for Fino, I feel like. Um, 10 I have Daniel Berger. He didn't really contribute much, but he got two points. And again, at the end, if you get two points, um, that is contributing, especially since he won the singles. Um, and so now the last two, I'm going to put them at a tie. Um, Jordan Spieth and Harris English, I think, contributed the least to this team. Um, I don't think it's fair to put English ahead of Spieth just because of the fact that Jordan Spieth got one and a half points and Harris English got one. But let's face Jordan Spieth coming into this week was coming off a really good season and was expected a lot more than one and a half points. I feel like he was a major disappointment this week. As much as I think, as much as I think, as much as I think that Jordan, the putter was really what let him down. I think to only put one and a half points on the board, not only for us, but for himself, I feel like he looks at that as a disappointment. So I'm going to put it as, as a tie. I'm not going to say one's worse than the other, but, um, Mr. Spieth contributed a lot in the locker room, but when it came out to the golf course, I don't think it was um, the week he wanted. But we'll leave it at that. Certainly, I, I'm sure he's disappointed, but yeah, I think it's tough because if he, you know, he ran into Rom twice, right? Yeah, and that's like you're running into, you know, running into a meat grinder, right? I also like you have you have no not much of a chance yeah. and to be fair like he missed a lot of putts this week yeah, yeah. and i so think I, I but i to say that he didn't contribute more than english when i think he he, he just played better than harris english this week and i agree with um, i agree with the fact that he played it better and i think that personally i think he played best friday morning i think that was when he played yeah. the best golf um, which is really disappointing because JT couldn't the whole thing. Um, but again, in terms of contribute, in, in terms of contribution, you got to get the point, and he didn't, which sucked because I really thought that getting. I think that if they win that match, if JT holds a few more pots, I think the Ryder Cup for Jordan Speed is very different. Um, I think. Not only does sitting him in the afternoon because he would have been sat anyways, I think that gives him a lot more motivation. I mean, to win and then get sat definitely gives you a lot of motivation. Um, I mean, you're hungry to get back out there. 
it's a different motivation because obviously when you lose, you want to get back out there to redeem yourself as well. But um, that Friday morning hurt because I think Jordan Spieth would be looking at a very different record right now. Yeah, I thought the most disappointing thing was Sunday, honestly, because I know I agree. From a, track, a tracking standpoint, he played really good on Sunday. Yeah, and Tommy Fleetwood made what two or three 20, 30 yeah. plus foot putts. And if he doesn't make those putts, Jordan Spieth has a win in singles and a cup. Not, so it was. I'm not going to lie. Sunday was frustrating. I mean, he the cup was won. He's fist pumping like he's about to win a tournament at the 16th. The cup's already won. He really it Sunday. And I, and I think that what made it really disappointing was until like the 12th or 13th hole, it didn't really feel like that was going any other direction but a win. Um, like it felt like Jordan Spieth had it the entire time, even when he was all square on like nine, it felt like he was always going to win the match. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause the, I mean, that was kind of how the vibes were all day though. I mean, the United States is killing everyone. We're finding a way to win everything. Um, it was disappointing. I know I was pretty gutted, um, more gutted than I probably should have been after winning 19 to nine in the Ryder cup. But I mean, he birdied 17 and he tied that hole. Yeah, that was rough. I mean, that's that that's was so it's... clutch, though. That was so clutch. Yeah, he made a big putt there. Yeah, that was big. But yeah, yeah Spieth, I agree. He's cert- Spieth certainly left a lot out there and result wise, but I just think I don't know. English was kind of uninspiring this week in general, and I think Finau kind of the same thing. I mean, Thursday matches are a big deal, right? Because they set the tone. So, or not Thursday, Friday. Those, like, they were good on Friday. But, you know, they were the only, were they the only two losses in singles on Sunday? Or no? Ooh, I think it was I think English, Xander. English, English, Xander. Oh, English, Xander. Yeah. I guess I just, I just have a lot more weight in the Sunday singles because I think yeah. it's a, it's the only, like, direct, how are you playing this week? Without yeah. you know involving I think team, the opposite and I thing. get it. You know, it was kind of out of reach at that point. But I mean, English lost to Lee Westwood, so they gave it away too. To be fair, yeah, that's kind of you know, yeah, not a great look. But you know, who cares? Whatever. Nineteen. As nine, Phil would so. say, we won the Ryder Cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. exactly. That's really all, the, and that's all Speed cares about. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and as Xander said in the presser, it's the fastest I've ever got over a loss because. Again, exactly. in the end, they're trying. I'm not saying it didn't hurt for Speed to not win that. I'm sure he really wanted that, but um, and I'm sure he wanted that for the simple reason he wanted to contribute to his team even more. Um, right. It wasn't just that, but in the end, they won, and I think he's he's happy yeah. with that. Um, yeah. Speaking of Jordan, I I'm sure you guys saw it, but his quote on Rome in two years was awesome. What do you say? Oh, he the one basically about basically like how it unfinished business. Exactly, basically yeah. unfinished business, which was just awesome. Nah, he's all was, business. He's like, all yeah. business. He that's wants kind of a bad number though. one in Europe. So it's kind of funny yeah. how he's like 28, but he's like the adult in, the adult on the team. I feel like he's the he's I mean, I feel like he's more of an adult-ish than DJ. Uh I yeah. don't think DJ's really got that leader <laughs> capability. DJ's more sit back, but man, when he's drunk, he is he's <laughs> quite he's yeah, quite that, an entertainment. That press conference was definitely telling, right? Like you could see how much those guys um, 
yeah had bought into the week and cared yeah. about each other and, and cared about how the team yeah. played um and it's it's cool to see these other sides to people yeah um, i agree these professionals they opened up a lot more yeah a lot especially the quiet guys like can't lay in the press conference xander yeah just in the press conference up. you mean yeah hmm? well yeah as in the press conference you mean just like overall, I mean, you see Xander yeah. chugging a beer, like yeah. Well, I mean, I, I this is like one of my favorite quotes of all time from Riggs is um, what was it? A drunk man's words are a sober man's thoughts. So like they're all thinking the same thing, but they really when when I that's what I really like about seeing that side of them in the press conferences when they've had a few drinks. It's just like they're more like themselves because I when they're when they're all business you never really see that side of them because they have to be so professional. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's cool to see because they are human after all. Yeah. I think that's part of the reason I can't lay so high on my list is because it was cool to see Patrick Cantley get fired up just yeah. putting after rolling and putt after yeah. putt. But. Yeah. All right. Well, one thing I wanted to discuss was, the JT Spieth pairing and why I don't think that that should happen again in foursomes. I'm fine with it in four ball. And I think it's perfect for four ball because they're two good friends and they contemplate each other's games. Well, the thing that sold it for me this week was on five when Jordan Spieth had like two fifty five into the wind. Um, and JT asked him what JT asked Jordan, what he wanted to do. And no, Jordan asked JT what he wanted him to do because JT was saying the next shot. And he was like, just do whatever you're comfortable with. And I feel like that rubbed, that rubbed off on me as a friend not wanting to tell another friend the wrong thing. And I feel like if you're in foursomes and you have a shot over water, you need to tell them what you're most comfortable with if you're hitting the next shot. And I don't, I think JT would rather be 80 yards out than. 50 yards long of the green or having a tough up and down when water's also in play. I mean, JT is completely fine from 80 yards. And I think you got to vote. I think you got to vocalize that. Um, and I didn't love that. I don't think that would happen with Patrick Reed. And I just think that that's, I just, I don't love the idea of them playing foursomes. I, I've, I've never been high on it, but. do. Sorry, Jordan. I do have a thought on uh, them playing foursomes. And it's interesting because they didn't play four ball this week, which yeah. is what everybody expected them to do. But that being said, I think they played foursomes because Stricker felt more comfortable rolling out them over um, the other pairings of Finau English and Scotty Bryson. Yeah. Scotty Bryson won. Bryson in a foursome is just tough, and they're both – um, and Scotty's a rookie, Bryson, you know, a second, a second time rider cupper. And then kind of the same thing with Finau English is like English is a rookie. Finau is only a second time rider cupper, didn't play a ton in Europe. Right. So they're not the most experienced guys. And there's a lot of pressure playing in foursomes because it's your shot, right? It's like, there's no relying on your partner to go make a birdie or a par or whatever yeah. to bail you out. Um, so I think just rolling out the Spieth and JT made Stricker feel more comfortable. Um, yeah. 
And I, but I agree that I think in Europe, we probably won't see a JT Spieth foursome. I'll go ahead. Um, I don't know. I don't put the amount of stock that you do into it, Bob, about the fifth hole scene. I will fully agree that I'd much rather see them in four ball than foursome, though. Yeah. I fully agree with that. I don't really know why they didn't play four ball. Um, I get what Dan's saying. It does make sense because it, it's just the way it played out because they had foursome first on Friday morning. So it makes sense to send out Spieth and JT first. So that makes sense. And I think in Rome, it'll be different. I think four ball will be first. As far as my knowledge yeah. is aware, I think four ball will be first. So it'll make sense to send Spieth and JT out again. And yeah, that's my thought on it. I don't, I'm not a yeah. big fan of the Spieth JT foursome. Four ball, yes. Foursome, I think there's someone better to compliment uh, JS. Yeah. yeah. And the other Spieth pairing of the week was obviously Kepka. And what do we think Stricker saw in that? I mean, I have no clue. Um, I don't I, – I, that shocked me. I'm, I'm not I'm, against it, I guess. No, I, I was I for it. didn't see it coming at all. No, I saw that as the least of the possible situations. Yeah, <laughs> my best bet is just resting pattern, right? Yeah, like, I, I think was, that was, was – It was JT Cantlay Friday afternoon. Yeah. Like, I think there was yeah. just – that's how Stricker maneuvered it. But I think, I think even the then, I think – if they wanted to, I think the better one would be Brooks Bryson, Scheffler, Spieth, right? I mean, that's what I – if they wanted yeah. to play together. I don't know if you want to break up Scheffler, Bryson, though, after they yeah. played well on Friday. But again, um, but again, it's four balls, so it's not as – I feel like it's not as much. True. Yeah, but it's, you don't – It's four ball. Yeah, but but if they have the chemistry, then yeah. We, right, we, and it's not a big deal. Yeah. For Spieth and, and Brooks to go out there. No, play. yeah, they're too. I'm still I upset do. we didn't see Spieth Bryson. I am too. That yeah, would have been so that would be fun. fun. That would be yeah. a fun four ball. Now, Bryson gained a lot of fans this week. For sure. He had a great week. He had a great week. We talked about it on the preview pod about how, um, like, he, he had a chance to get a lot of people on his side this week. And I think he did that. Um, will it carry into the. F- far into the future who knows right like he could he could say his driver sucks again and everybody could flip back on him so he drove the ball great this week by the way yeah his driver does not suck anymore or at no, least right no. now I, I think he'll be good with the fans from now on i think the only place he might get a little bit of hate is new york just because yeah. the people up there are rowdy but i think i don't really see or envision him getting the amount of hate that he's gotten going forward. I mean, I still think he'll get Brooksy, but I don't think he views – I think he views it differently now, to be honest. No, yeah, I agree. I don't think he'd care, unless if he's hitting, of course, like a bad shot. He's hitting it yeah. all over the place, and people are just being jerks about it. And again, yeah, I mean, when Brooks lost the playoff at Caves, I mean, at that point, like, just stop. Like, don't – I mean, he's obviously not happy about the round – I mean, yelling that in that situation, I feel like could get him annoyed. But again, I, yeah, I agree. I don't think we'll see as much hate. I don't find it fun. I, I don't find it cool. No. I mean, dude loses a playoff and you're just verbally abused. I mean, I don't yeah. care if he just won a million dollars. I mean, he's a perfectionist at what he does. You don't have to be a jerk to the guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally I agree. agree. Um, 
this is something that I don't think we really talked about talking about, but I've seen this on, it's been a back and forth to the United States and the Euros were the American fans this week. Um, what are your guys' takes on that? I personally think the Euros need to live a little. I think that they need to. I don't like yelling in backswings. That's too far. And I don't like verbally abusing Rory's wife. That's too far. You're going to get that everywhere you go. You're going to get those bad apples, I feel like. But for the most part, I think with the Ryder Cup, the way that it's designed and the just the atmosphere it is, I'm okay with cheering for bad shots in this one event. Like, I think that's a really cool part of it. I I don't think that's a problem at all. No. Um, um, Because you get on the other side, too, and I'm totally okay with it. Like, I'm not against that. Yeah, I – to our European audience, don't take this personally, but some of the stuff I was seeing on Twitter and Instagram about, oh, he's yelling, get in the bunker. That's so – live a little. It's the Ryder Cup. It's supposed to be fun. I'm fully against personal abuse. 100%. I 100%. Rory's Rory's wife wife, said about her that's completely uncalled for throw the fan off the premises there's no that shouldn't be in the game but yelling get in the bunker get in the water first of all who who cares you think the the players care I don't think the the Europeans cared at all unless it's good unless it gets personal are they getting cussed at repeatedly I really don't think the Europeans care less because the same thing happens in Europe the same thing happens here. Like it or not, they never make a big deal of it, and we don't make a big deal of it because we don't care. I get that the Euros kind of care, and they're all proper and whatever, but it, you're going to get that both sides. Like, we're okay if they're doing it too. Like, in Europe, I'm fine with someone saying, go get in the bunker to Jordan Spieth's ball. Like, whatever. It's the Ryder Cup. It's I don't think it helped already. when they were getting their butts kicked too. Like the tolerance no, yeah, was I agree. a little bit lower. Yeah, tolerance level was lower. Yeah, I think. Like, yeah. If you thought this week was bad, wait till Beth Page. Exactly. Oh, true. Beth yeah. Page will be especially wild. since the crowds were here. You couldn't get as close to the green right. and stuff. At Beth Page, yeah. it's going to be packed, like packed in around the greens. I mean that 18th green is going to have people 10 feet off the green in that final. In that that's final a massive match. property. There will be a lot more people at Beth Page that there than there was at Whistling Straits as well. Absolutely, yeah. um, and I think I just I think when Rom put that in the bunker on Saturday on the 12th hole, and the place erupted, I I thought that was so cool. I thought that was electric. I mean that was awesome. I mean just because of the fact that like. The fans aren't hearing the guy on the telecast saying, oh, it's going a little right. It looks like it's right at the hole from their angle. So to see it land in the bunker and then have everyone just go crazy at the same time, like that's really cool. And it's the Ryder Cup. I feel like that's just something you don't get to see anywhere else in any exactly. other golf event. And just to add, I'm all I, for think, it. I think the cheer we heard there was in a way a little bit of like a respect thing. Because people know John Rahm is the number one player. Absolutely. In the world. 
He doesn't hit bad, bad shots. shots. Exactly. So I don't think the cheer would have been as loud if it was Lee Westwood who's struggling. Whereas Agreed. John Rahm, I mean, he flushes everything. He's yeah. he's won, he won should have won three tournaments this yeah. year. It's it's John Rom getting respect in a sense yeah. by the. It's a great take. Doing. That's yeah. a great take. I guess yeah. the only thing, the only last, <laughs> the last thing I have to add to this is just you know the cheering for bad shots. Like it is what it is. But I think just you know not making it personal. And then everything else is is fine. Yeah, right. hundred percent. Because I because yeah. at the end of the day, these are just people in yeah. in an arena, and they're 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 entertaining yeah. the fans. Yes, right. Correct. Like you are paying to watch these people yeah. play golf. Yeah. Um, and like I said, like they're people. They're humans. Yeah. They have feelings. And saying something that is attacking them personally is. It's just a, it's just a completely really uncalled for, completely um, uncalled for. But you know, cheering for a, a shot in the bunker or, or not a great putt. It's just like you know, whatever. My friends <laughs> cheer when I hit a bad shot Absolutely. for playing a match. Like it's yeah. just kind of like that's how yeah. competition works. I feel like. Yeah, I thought it. I thought I thought. Yeah, I. I so just so everyone's on the same page, I completely agree. Personal stuff uncalled for, but everything else sure. I'm all for. Um, as long as it's not egregious, fun. too. Yeah, like I mean, if John Rom just made a bogey to lose the hole, don't heckle him on the way to the next tee. Yeah, just like yeah, I'm going to be JT happy or whatever. My American, yeah. but really you can cheer if they miss a five footer for par. I mean, we saw that all day with Hovland. I mean, Hovland could make it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he made Spieth look like he was filling it up. Exactly. And we'll talk about Spieth's putting later. But um, Not to mention, if Jordan was missing all those putts in Europe, the European oh, the fans would be going crazy. crazy. Euros. Jordan in Europe. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now I think we take a look into the future. Um, and to say the least, the American side is looking a lot brighter than the Euro side. I mean... I'll let you guys start with this, but in terms of the futures of both teams, what are your takes? I'm pretty much on the same page as Dan. I think 10 of 12 or something in that area, they're set. Bearing any injuries or any complete fall-offs, I think the U.S. team per usual is going to be very, very difficult to make. So I think a lot of those spots are solidified and it's it's just a very difficult team to make. I still, I mentioned it in the preview. I want to see Will Zalatoris at a Ryder Cup, so I'm crossing my fingers that he learns how to putt a little bit more just because I think he would be really fun to root for yeah, in a I Ryder agree. Cup, world-class ball striker, kind of like Colin. Um, and just looking at the European side, there is a lot of question marks. One, we don't know if the old guys want to come back. We don't know if they want to participate. I assume Poulter will probably be back for another, but Westwood will be turning. Westwood's forward. done. Westwood's Call it Casey's nine. done. Casey's done. Yeah, I don't think I think Westwood's not even going to be good enough to qualify the, for the team. No offense to Lee, but no, I don't know where they're going to go. They have the Foygard brothers. Um, yeah. they got Guido. Um, Eric, 
well, Garrett could go. He's an international. Look what I'm talking Guido. about. But that that Guido, Guido guy is kind of kind of good from what Big I've Leo, seen. Yeah, yeah, he he played well in um what the McIntyre. U.S. Open. Yeah, McIntyre. McIntyre. As an American, though, I I love yeah. the sound of those names. I won't lie. I just absolutely. I, it'll be interesting. Um, it's yeah. two years away. It's very hard to win on European soil, but from an American standpoint, I like how we're looking. Yeah, and and another thing, I think. The Euros are going to be hungry. As much as, I mean, I mean, as hungry as you are, if this is how it looks in 2023, they're not going to win. But if the teams get a little bit closer and they kind of have some studs come up in the next few years, I mean, they want to win badly. They do not want to lose back-to-back and they do not want to lose on their home soil. So the People like Rory McIlroy and Shane Lowry are not going to want to lose again. Um, those guys are going to be passionate, and they're going to do. They're going to give their heart and sweat to the 2023 Ryder Cup. So yeah, it's it's out. tough to pro- it's tough to project yeah. Europe, right? It like I, it was, yeah. you know, two two or I guess three years ago it was yeah. kind of tough to project USA as well. Like, is Tiger going to be there? Phil. Uh, was Kucher there maybe like like there were just some weird up in the air I think the U.S. is pretty solidified um but like you know Jordan mentioned Zalatoris he could be there Burns could be there um I think if Matt Wolf is is in the right mind space yeah headspace he could he could get back because he's uber talented so yeah. I mean these guys have to they still have to earn their way back onto the team that's for sure yeah mm-hmm. The U.S. has a lot of talent, though. I mean, it's yeah, it's going to be a much harder, and I think there's a good chance that for that exact reason, as much as we think it's going to be, there's a good chance we don't see as large of a chunk as we think, just because the talent gap's so small. I mean, if Patrick Reed plays his way back onto the team, and we get two new studs come up, like Morikawa, like a new Morikawa, then I mean. Yeah, they're going to be I mean, some could, good names to get left off that team, and we kind of right. saw it this year with, with um, with Reed getting left off because right. he was ninth in the standings. I get he was sick, but yeah. there's some I good mean, you names. Could, you could make a case for three, like honestly, five dudes in the U.S. that could make a Ryder Cup team in the next in the next two years. Absolutely, yeah, right. It'll so be interesting, and. You guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but we should be going back to the normal standings as well. It'll be nine that auto qualify, and then I believe three that are captain's picks, right? Because we're past COVID. I, I think it's eight think and four. It's eight and four, but it's, eight I, and four. it's nine and three for the Presence Cup. But gotcha. I'm pretty sure the captains can choose the format. <laughs> Like I assume it'll be like six and six captains picks. I assume it will be two, but I also think that on the European side, I think it'll be more. Um, because I think the European side is going to need to pick their team more to face. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, the European side could have picked a much stronger team. I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like y- you replace Rose with with Casey or Weisberg or Weisberger, I mean, that's going to get more points than, I mean, those are two goose eggs on the board that Rose is going to get probably two points for. Um, I disagree with Casey. Casey was a stud this year. 
he mm-hmm. Pacey deserved to be on that team for sure. Weisberger, I could I could see that. But yeah, Paul Casey know. was he was around at the US Open. He won yeah. in um Dubai, maybe earlier in January. Like he he hit the ball great this year. He played some really good golf. So he he should be no. there. Yeah. I'll so, side with Dan there too. I think Casey's not in the old man tier that Poulter, Sergio, and Westwood are in. Casey's, yet. in my opinion, like age-wise, just a tier below that. I think he's got at yeah. least one more cup. Come come Beth Page, he'll be in that group. What'd you say? I said come Beth Page, that'll he'll be in that group. Yeah, or like for sure. I, I'm already like salivating over Beth Page. That's gonna be such a it'll sick be cup. Fun. Gonna be sick. That's gonna be such I'm gonna try to go to that one. Uh, for sure. We're we're know. near the same area. So yeah, I think hopefully we'll be able to meet up in four years and absolutely have a so fun time at Beth Page. Absolutely. We gotta um, worry about two years first. Yeah. All right. So Presence Cup is the next team event. Um, what are we thinking? Are we thinking it's so it's one year away? It's the same weekend, I think, just one year ahead of us. Um Nine auto qualifiers. Spieth currently ranked ninth. Three captains picks, um, which is good and bad. I think the, the point system is very different, and Spieth is going to drop pretty low because of him not playing. Um, like he'll probably drop to like ten or eleven. But again, he's going to need to play well next next year, anyways. And even if he's anywhere around there, he's going to get a captain's pick just because again he brings a lot to the team room. Um, but yeah. Um, I'm looking like forward Quail to it. Hollow, right? Like yeah, Quail, which is not my favorite golf course. I don't love Quail Hollow um, by any that's, means. That's five points for JT, though. Right yeah, that's true. <laughs> How so. I what I will say, I do think this international team coming up is going to be stronger than the Euro team this year. Agreed. They could be. I think. Sure. I think. I think the talent is getting a little closer between these two, and we kind of got a glimpse of that. Granted, we played god awful golf the first three days at the Presidents Cup last year, um, or two years ago, but I think it was kind of a hint of what we were getting. I mean, this, the competition is just getting stronger. I mean, South African boys of Hago and Louis, we got some of the some some really good Asians up and coming. I mean, Sun Jin, Siwoo Kim, Answer in Mexico, Connors. Connors. If Connors can learn to putt, I mean, Neiman, Neiman. Um, the the international team. It's a solid team. It's a solid yeah. team of like middle ground names that could give the U.S. fits in one week. Like in right. just one week, they could give the United States fits. I mean, they yeah, don't Mark have Leishman as well, but Mark, Mark Leishman, Leishman yeah. Cam Smith. Yeah, it's a stacked team. I I'm not gonna say the. I mean, I know it's still a year away, but I'm not gonna say the U.S. could lose. But it's not impossible if that international team has a really good week that it could happen. Where, where are we? I know it's far fetched, but that international team is way better than the European team that we just played. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll see. It's still a year away. We'll see no. who's informed coming in, but yeah. it's a long way to go. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking forward to it, though, because if there's one thing, I mean, we haven't had a team event. In a very in a while, like two and a half years or a year and a half, um, and it got me it got me the the itches back. I, I can't wait for the Presidents Cup because it's going to be. Uh, I I just I love the team events. They're so sick. You only get them once a year, so 
especially playing for country. Um, There's no doubt that the President's Cup is a step below the Ryder Cup, but it's still a lot of fun. And if the internationals continue to get better, it'll just continue to elevate itself. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. I, I like Quail Hollow more than you do, Bob. I like a tough golf course. I've just never been a fan of design. Yeah, I think the, I think a lot of those international players have played well on tough golf courses as well. So that'll be yeah. interesting. Uh, Sung JM plays great because he doesn't miss fairways. The longer yeah. the rough, the better for Sung JM. Leishman plays well at Torrey, a yeah. tough golf course. Cam Smith plays good anywhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it'll it'll be fun. No, it'll be a blast. Yeah. All right. I think it's um question time. So Jordan, we'll let you go first this time. People sent a few questions and I got a few too. Yeah, I got a couple. Um, one was thoughts on Jordan's layoff coming up in the next few months. I'll give my take first. And if you guys want, you can yeah. uh, just piggyback off of me. Um, I think it's good. Uh, again, the baby takes precedent over anything. Um, I won't lie. I really wish you would have played at least once in the fall for some FedEx Cup points, but baby is a lot more important than fedex cup points and the money that comes with that jordan's already loaded he doesn't need any money that's for sure um i think again i think we guys we talked about this i don't know if we talked about it in a past pod or if we just chatted about it on the side his ball striking is in pretty solid form right now yeah and the putting is what needs work you can work at home on putting you can't really work as much on ball striking at home. Putting something he can go in the living room and work on. Especially since his putting problems right now are like he's not hitting his lines. Exactly. His stroke needs work. Yeah, he doesn't um, he doesn't look comfortable. No, I mean just, that just push pop the baby on the floor. Yeah. Roll putts, baby. Yeah, the, that that putt on like the sixth hole with Kepka. I mean, that was a dead I mean, he needed to start that left edge and he started outside right. I mean, it was a blatant push. Um, the strokes, yeah. I got another question about putting that we'll get. Like, oh, I guess I could get into it now. Like, well, you actually, you guys give your thoughts on um, just the time off. And you can go first. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I mean, it's he definitely geared his ball striking up for the Ryder Cup, right? So he he was going to come into this week hitting it well. Um, I think the rest in general will be good because it was a long season. Right. Like he went through a lot of kind of emotional twists and turns and Sundays and close calls. And, um, you know, he was dealing with that wrist a little bit too. So just take three months, um, you know, gain some, gain some perspective, uh, and, you know, come out firing in January and he'll be, he'll be ready to go come January. Um, my take on it is, again, I think it's great for him. I mean, this is the first time in Jordan's life since probably 10 years old where for the rest of his life, golf is going to become the second most important thing in his life um, or more importantly, not the first. And I think that's a good thing, personally. Um I think it's going to make him really happy. I think he's going to be really happy, and that is good for his golf game. In terms of the layoff, I would have liked him to play the Zozo just because it's free FedEx Cup points. But at that point, if he plays that event, he doesn't care about the event. 
So I'm okay with him skipping it because if all he wants to do is be with his wife, then I'm fine with that. Um, Fast Cup points can wait. Um, he talked about last season how he really wanted to get in front of the Fast Cup points um, in the fall. Um, and he did that, and he had a really good season. And I think he's back where he wants to be, with, with exception to the putting. And I think he can work on that at home while still being a good husband, a good father, and, like, staying home, taking care of the baby. Um, so I think the layoff's smart, and I think it's good for him. And I think it's. I think he's going to be really happy. I think the baby's going to make him. It's going to benefit him in terms of golf. I still wouldn't be totally shocked if he tees it up somewhere. But to be honest, like you know, he, yeah. he'll he'll know what to do. Yeah, so. I wouldn't have been if someone hadn't already told me that he wasn't planning on it. Like I would have kind of been expecting it almost. But um, yeah. since well, maybe so the Cowboys have a bye week one week. <laughs> things can change too. I mean, we've yeah, exactly. No, I mean, it's not out of the picture. Changes so yeah. From but, what we've heard, it's just unlikely. Yeah, yeah. very unlikely. But again, so. things who knows? things can change. So who knows? We'll Maybe see. he got niched this week and wants to see it back out. Exactly. Um, but yeah, you can go with your second question. So my second question was on the putting, and I gave a lengthy response to why do you think JS is confident over long putts, but appears really shaky with the short ones. And basically, I saw well, I said a lot of things, but the long putts are more speed based, not read based slash mental. Exactly. He usually this week it was kind of a not his usual. He usually has very solid speed control. So on the long ones, you're not really trying to make them. You're just trying to judge speed. I know his speed control is a little off this week, but usually his speed control is on, which makes the long ones they're always in his wheelhouse because he knows how to get the ball close. Uh, regarding the short ones, it's part mental, I said, part bad luck, part stroke. Um, I think he's in his head a little bit, and it's easy to see when he misses a short short one early. He misses a short one early. The stroke tends to get off more and more as he goes on with his round. Um, he pushed a few at the Ryder Cup, as Bob said. They were brutal, to say the least. Um, and again, putting... I know the three of us know this. It's it's a lot of luck. Um, 12, when he was playing with Brooks, I mean, he hit a great putt. It didn't fall, and it really just changed that match. Yeah. And then just my last thing on the putting is our standards for Jordan's putting are sky high, as they should yeah. be. You look at his stats from last year. He putted well this year. It's just we expect top five strokes gain. He wasn't top five strokes gain this year, so – just hopefully try and get back oh. to that. But again, our standards are just very, very high. Well, I'll say this. Um, Jordan Spieth has never been an incredible putter inside of five, six feet. Like that's always been where he struggled in terms of putting. So um, I don't think he's ever truly been extremely comfortable inside that range. Um, the thing that's more worrying to me than the short ones like that is – the 10 to 12 footers because he used to be deadly from that range along with 35 feet um because if you can make a lot of 10 12 footers you can make up for a few missed short ones um it's tough when you're not making anything um it, it really is and i think and i think it's and i think really as much as i really thought it's been mental recently i thought there was a point maybe a five month period over the past year 
where he was really good inside of five feet and he's lost it. And I don't think it's mental this time. I think he's really not feeling comfortable over the ball. I see him getting in there and he's shaking seven or eight times before he takes the putt back. And that's longer than usual. I, I just think, I think he stroke needs work. And I think he put a lot of effort into getting the ball striking back and it's working because off the tee is really good right now. Um, it was, it was shaky at the Northern trust. Um, but it's, that was, that was one bad week and he's, he's hit, he hit the ball really well this week off the tee. Um, so it was frustrating as a fan to watch, but I trust that he's going to be fine down the road. I mean, again, as you said, our standards for him are sky high on the greens. Um, so we just got to wait. Yeah. He's talked about, he's talked a lot about how he's a very, visual putter right yeah. like he he likes to see the point where this the ball will start to break into the hole and whatnot and I think on three and four footers sometimes he'll he'll try and see break into the putt he'll try and see a little bit of movement um and and then when you're not stroking it the way you want to it's it's kind of tough to really trust your reads and your lines and that makes it tough um yeah. But you know, I'm not I'm not too concerned long term. He's always been kind of yeah. a streaky yeah. putter. Like he has moments where he gets it rolling. Obviously, 2019 was kind of a really long moment of where he rolled it really, really well. Um, but that's because he he had to. <laughs> and again, that's <laughs> he, also kind of I feel like that was also kind of overblown to the fact that like a lot of that was luck. I mean, in 2019, he was making 50 footer after 50 footer after 50 footer, and say what you want, he's always been putting 50 footers to three inches and that year they just all dropped. I mean, in some of, and a lot of that's luck. Well, and he I also think, just had a lot of them too. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like he and I think hit the ball. Um, I think that a lot of, I think a lot of, um, I mean, he's still the best lag putter I've ever seen. I mean, I have never seen any, I would never trust anyone more like in my life, not even from 20, from 25 feet, I actually be more scared that he three putt because he blasted six feet by him as the comebacker from 80 feet. If I need someone to put it to inside a foot for my life, I'm picking Jordan speed. I mean, his speed control is just ridiculous. I mean, from a hundred feet, you can put it to five. I mean, that's insane. Um, yeah. So I'm not worried about his lag putting. Um, I'm, I, I'd be lying if I wasn't saying I'd be a little nervous because it has been, something it's it's just it's something that's really frustrating and we want it really badly we want him to be able to make those five footers because it sucks when he throws away a shot like that but it is what it is he'll 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 work on it we know he will because he 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 again as he said he loves to win and he hates to lose so for sure as frustrated as it can be he's like he's by far and away more frustrated absolutely than we are so absolutely he knows He'll be grinding this offseason for sure. That's all I got. So all I'm right. going to go ahead, Dan or Bob, and go on your questions. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so one asked, did Jordan play poorly this week in quotation marks? I'm going to say no. I don't think – I think he had a few bad ones, a few good ones. Overall, I think it was just below average. I don't think it was poor. I think it, it wasn't his best week. And record-wise, it wasn't great, and he didn't really contribute much to the team at all. Um, but overall, I think he played really well Friday morning. 
Um, he hit the ball really well. He didn't really make any putts, but he didn't really have many putts. He just missed like one or two that he was given. Um, JT kind of cost him a bit. I mean, he was hitting the ball really well. All week, I thought he was hitting the ball really well. He was throwing a lot of darts um, this week. I don't know if you remember. I mean, it was dart after dart after dart, and he played the par threes a lot better. Um, yeah, but that, that's was, my take. I don't think it was If this was that a full bad. field stroke play event, it's probably a top 20, and we're really excited about the next week because he hit the ball great, and that translates really well. Agreed. Right? Like, he just didn't He just didn't make putts this week. His irons yeah, were on. Agreed. Drove it really well. A lot of, a lot of twirls, not yeah. a lot of fours. So... You know, poorly is um, an overstay. He putted poorly, but he did not play the game of golf poorly. Yeah, I think that's fair. I No, I don't think he played poorly at all, honestly. I think this week was kind of a lot, just like his golf has been past the open, honestly. Like he's played well, but just not well enough to be close to the leaderboard, the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. He hits some good shots, but then there's some that are like, ugh. Like, he made a double bogey against Tommy. He lost that one hole on Sunday to bogey. Like, he'll just – he'll hit some really good shots, but there's the too many inconsistencies sprinkled in. But, no, I don't think he played poorly, no. Um, so, ranked the U.S. players went to trial where I did that. Another one – the next one was, did he play poorly? That was the first part of the question. Second one, or did he just run into the brick wall of Rom? I think Friday morning he did. Saturday afternoon, I feel like they could have won that match. I mean, Spieth made putts. I don't think Rom was yeah. incredible, especially because he completely carried Sergio. It was a 1v2, and they, they lost. Also, um, yeah, I'll say one thing about the the four ball with Brooks, though, is like Rom made putts come down the stretch. So that match could have – Spieth could have won it with his putter. Yeah. They could have halved it if, Mon, if Rom was a normal human being. But – so there's a little bit of there's a little bit of both, right? You just ran into a brick wall, but he also he didn't take advantage of the opportunities that he gave himself. Yeah, I th- I don't the ROM teams just don't make mistakes either. Like you're not winning a hole with par. So if you're not making putts for birdie, you're not picking up, you're not you're not winning any holes. That's the yeah. one thing about playing ROM. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. Um how are you feeling about 2022? Good. I'm feeling great. Um, I can't tell you as a fan what was lower than Wingfoot in 2020. I mean, that was horrible. And the fact that in one year, we've just completely quadrupled that. I mean, we're playing really well. Um and it's just one part after one part. And we'll get into that with the, and the question I have in the future. But I'm looking forward to it, especially with the, as No Laying Up always says, perspective. Um, he's just going to be, there's something about Jordan Spieth coming back in January, and he's just going to be a very happy man, um, which goes a long way. So, yeah. yeah the, I'll, the majors, the major venues set up well for him. Like even Brookline, I think will be a good spot for a U.S. Open for him. Obviously, St. Andrews is good. Augusta, we know how well he plays there. And Southern Hills in Oklahoma, pretty close to Texas. I've heard it's a really cool course. So hopefully he can complete the slam there. But, you know, like Bob said, I think he'll just 
he'll just be excited to play, right? And I think he still thinks he has something to prove that he's – I know he doesn't like you to use the word back, but I, I think he knows that he's not quote-unquote back until he's got a major in his hands. So he's hungry, and that makes me excited. Dan, spot on. It's He's not fully back until he went into the major, and he knows that. I think going into next year, the bare minimum is what he did in 2021. Yeah. He, I mean, I just think the biggest thing going into 22 is just learning, learning how to close again. Yeah. And to just stop throwing away tournaments. I mean, the Schwab yeah. was ridiculous. I mean, that was, that was annoying. It should have been a win. The Open probably should have been a win. Pebble, I mean, he's just got to learn to close again. But, yeah, I mean, Augusta cannot come soon enough. I think after the Open, finishing second, the way he finished second, playing great on Sunday, I think he's ready to reclaim his throne. And hopefully he'll – hopefully come Augusta. I know we got January through March, but, I mean, Augusta circled for him and for us for sure. The yeah. next question basically builds Sorry, right off. I just – one, one yeah, quick yeah. question. I want, I'm curious if what you guys think. Do you think he, he'll reach, um, because of the way the OWGR works, do you think he has a chance to reach number one next year? No. No? no? Honestly, no. I, I think it'd be unlikely. It's just so hard. Okay. He's got to play. I mean, he has to play so well to get up there. I mean, he needs he's not, mom I, to fall back. He's not, a con- he's not that type of consistent that you need to be right now. With given how talented, I mean, you have to be top tening every week. And Jordan Spieth is going to have stretches like that, but then he's going to have stretches where he like doesn't do that, and that's just not good enough to. Which is fine. I mean, I don't think. I mean, he's got to world number one, so it's possible. It's possible. He needs a phoenix to Augusta run again. He needs regression too from other players. Yeah, true. Very true. Well, yeah, I guess John Rahm is kind of. Yeah, I mean, I don't see him cuts. slowing down, unfortunately. But. Yeah. So, the next question was, since he won this year, is next year a failure if he doesn't win a major? And I'm going to say no, because, I mean, you look at Patrick Hanley this year. Was that a good season? Yes. Did he win a major? No. I mean, it depends. It's, it's all situational. <sighs> I mean... I really want him to win a major, obviously, but I think if we don't win next year, then that's a problem. But yeah, I say no, but he has to win at least two regular events. Yeah. If he, I mean, the, I think the bare minimum is what he did in 21. I mean, that's the building block for 2022. So if you can't do at least that, then yeah, it'd be a failure. Yeah. He's got to capitalize more next year for sure. Um, I don't know if he needs to win a major, but he's got to be there in one, though. Like seriously, in one at um, least one, really, because I mean, this year on Saturday, Sunday, right? Like, yeah, because the Masters, he was kind of there, yeah. like, he was there at the end, but like the open, he was in it, in it, and that's what he's got to be in it, in it for at least at least one major next year. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so this one I have to actually go back to the DM this person sent me because it was like a bunch of mini questions all put into one. So let me, um, so let's start with, um, do we have to accept that Jordan's game right now is an on off switch where there's always something that's missing. And I will say 
as frustrating as that is. I mean, that is just the most, I mean, he can never have anything going together, but he only needs to put it together for one week to win. Exactly. And that's what he did at Valero and he won. You only need to put, if you put those, everything together twice in a year, you win twice. Um, and you can even argue that he put together twice this year and he lost the open. Um, but most of the time you're going to win if you put together and you don't have to put together every week. Um, so I'm going to say, no, I don't think you have to accept that that's his game. Cause I don't think that's what he wants his game to be. Um, yeah. I mean, to that, I think it's just how golf works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to that person's quite, that's every golfer. That's Rom yeah, too. Exactly. When Rom doesn't win, something is letting him down. It's yeah. so difficult to have everything working. And when everything's working, it's a top three at that event. It's just, I mean, that's what these guys strive for is just the consistency to have everything working. It doesn't happen 18 of 20 times or whatever you want to say. It's, it just doesn't. Yeah. Especially down the stretch this year. I Like, I just think he had other things on his mind, you know. And I, so it's, it's tough to have everything clicking. Um, and he seems like the type of dude to – put in a lot of effort and time into something that's not going well and then put less effort and time into something that isn't going as poorly as the other thing. Like if the putter's going great, he's going to just whack yeah. thousands of golf balls. Um, and it's, you know, that's just like you said, Jordan, and you said Bob as well. It's just like, that's just how golf is, right? Not everything's going to be perfect all the time, but the three – three and a half to four days of one week that it comes together, you're golden, you know? So. Yeah. Uh, and the other part of that question is what needs the most fixing? It's his putting. I mean, if he can, if he can just make a few more short putts around, then he'll be fine. I mean, simple as that. I think it's more. Yeah. One more five footer around is four strokes over a tournament. Yeah. Right, like it's because he's a missing deal. about one around. I mean, that's at least. Right, and so. the I know this last after the open wasn't great, but I loved how he was hitting wedges because I feel like yes. if you if you're Great. inside of one twenty and you can put it to five ten feet, pretty consistency. His wedges where, have improved a lot recently. Yeah, where the bad shots are, yeah, twenty five feet. That's that's yeah. how you win golf tournaments. So hopefully he can keep that going uh, into the new year. Yeah. Two more questions. So this one I got, not only did I get on Instagram, I got three different times on my personal DMs. And I will go over it um, just because it's, I mean, it's a little more personal, but um, it's asking about what happened with me and Speed Tracker on Twitter this week and why we kind of interacted with each other for the first time. It's pretty simple. Um, again, uh, we were both rooting for the same team. And we found a few com a few common areas. We both really like Bryson DeChambeau, um, and it's just we kind of we kind of fed off that, and we were just DMing the entire week because, um, I mean, we all love the Ryder Cup, and it's that simple. I mean, it. I mean, it's not. There's not much more to go into it. You can think whatever you want, um, but it's not that deep. <laughs> it's not that deep. It's Twitter, um, so. That's that's really all. That's really all there is to it. Um, and finally, this question I thought was really good. Um, one of the best questions I've gotten for one of these is, 
Is the tourney minimum a worry next year with them not playing at all in the fall? Um, I don't even know what that number is. I think it's like 30 or 25. I think um, it's 25, which is a lot. That's a lot in seven months. But I wonder if – is that still a thing, though? It is. Do you know? It is. Okay. Because I remember – because he was banking on the tour championship being 25. Yeah. That one year. And then he was like, and then they were like, oh, you have to go to Shriners or whatever and play yeah. there. Yeah. And um, also, I, I don't really think it matters because, again, I think he's okay with paying the fine, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, the suspensions really only if you play only like 15 and I think it's like a $15,000 fine, which is not that big for Jordan Spieth, but I think it's interesting because he does still, he's going to have to play a new event, but we were talking Scottish. about this last time, Scottish open, um, which will be on his radar and he's hundred percent. He basically confirmed it earlier in the year, um, which should have played sick. it this year, but that's should have played story. this year. We would. I. I will stand by the fact that we are the champion golfer of the year if we played the Scottish Open. Uh, but what a doofus! Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think it was a really interesting question because you have to look about how much is he actually going to pay, actually going to play in just seven months. Um, I mean, that's I, personally, in my opinion, that spring, even Tory to. The PGA is the best stretch in golf. The summer doesn't even compete with that. Um, the spring is the best stretch. And there, it's gonna, there's going to be a lot of tournaments there. And we saw you only put like two tournaments in the summer this year. But um, it'll be a lot more. It will be packed in the spring and packed in the summer. Um, yeah. So I just did some math. Or I counted weeks. <laughs> it's, about 30, it's about 34 weeks-ish. 34, 35. I mean, taking January, nine weeks off wouldn't be that. Abnormal. To the end of yeah, um, the playoffs maybe yeah. add on an extra thirty six to be yeah. safe, right? So it's like a that's that's kind of tight, right? He'll doubt he can't do what he did this summer. Just take a um, month Just take- where he didn't play from the Open to or no, yeah, the U.S. Open to the Open and then yeah. the Open to the playoff or. No, I guess he played yeah. FedEx, but still, he just didn't play much this summer. So, yeah. Well, I think, um, what's the? I mean, you you play three out of four weeks each month, and you're still you still got two weeks to spare. So, I think you're gonna have probably two of those months where you play every week. I mean, there's he's got that five week stretch in early February, and he's probably got something near that Masters to PGA Byron Nelson area. Um, yeah, I think it'll be fine. I don't think, uh, and now that I'm hearing it being 34, 36 weeks, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, um, I think it'll be okay. I mean, it could be, yeah. yeah, yeah, but other than that, that should be that should be it. I mean, it feels good to have finally have the cut back. Um, but I don't know what the what the off season begin because it is going to be a long time a hundred days as the time we're recording this right now until the next time jordan spieth plays golf which is which is like double the covid layoff 
So thank God for football. Thank God for football. That's true. Football, at least it would be football because during the COVID layoff, there was like nothing. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. And so we'll, we'll, we'll still, we'll still be doing podcasts. We're going to try and get a few guests on here this off season. Um, we'll be doing some scheduling stuff. I know we want to talk about a schedule coming up um, later this off season. We'll get a few guests in here, but um we again just want to thank you. I mean, you guys have been pretty awesome. So, um, thank you for the support, uh, not only just here, but especially on our own pages. I know we've been doing pretty well. So, um, it's, it's been a cliche, blast. But we are not here without you guys. Absolutely not. I mean, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where the only we're not doing this so we can listen to ourselves talk. <laughs> so, um, you guys are the reasons that we're doing this. So, Thank you. Um, yeah, the but, sport's been awesome. Yeah, it has. Can't, you know, I yeah, know we keep really saying has. that, but yeah. it truly has. It's been really. It's cool it's it's blown it's blown our minds. Really, I mean, we never expected this. Um, so some of the DMs that we get, I mean, they just make our day. It's- Absolutely, and I mean, I I'm actually going to read off um, the review that I read on Apple, which literally made my like it it brought a smile to my face, which is like ridiculous but um it was um there was only there's only been a few episodes but it was the best golf talk i've heard in years and i my face just my face lit up i was super happy to hear that um and we're really glad you guys enjoy it um because we love talking about golf um we love talking about jordan spieth so we'll 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 continue doing it we have probably Probably, probably in the next two weeks, we'll have something else out, whatever we decide, but um, we'll figure something out. Let us know, like DM us, um, tell us what you guys want to see, um, and we'll try and make it happen. Obviously, if you ask for an interview with Jordan Spieth, um, we're probably not going to be able to make it happen right now. We're working on that one. We're working on it. <laughs> Future plan. Um, but um, again, thank you guys very much. But that should be it for the Ryder Cup, Ryder Cup recap. Um we we did it. We got it back, um, and we'll. Hey, this is unfinished business. So, see you in Rome. See you in Rome. All right. Peace. Peace. Take care, guys.